0: And racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, I'm your host Bretton Yates, and joined today by uh, well a man you see many places, uh, radio tab race caller Lachlan Stace, uh, also of course heavily involved at uh, Greyhound Racing SA. Lockie, welcome. We've had a big week.
1: Yeah, we have. And probably too many places, Brenton. But uh, <laughs> great to be on here today, uh, filling the big shoes of Sean Matheson. And of course, we have an even bigger week coming up this week with the running of the Shane McQueen final, but a massive week last week yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, we had Victor Damien take out the uh, the Howard Ashton. So we'll look back at that and see what that all means uh, and sort of where he heads from here. And then, the look, for me, the Shane McQueen is a, an intriguing mm. final. I mean... The way the box draw has panned out, uh, I've found it tricky. I'm probably going to tip something at value in that race, so yeah. um, look, I can't wait to get your thoughts on on how that uh, may all play out. So uh, we've got plenty to come. We'll check out the uh, uh, the big race from last week. Victor Damien taking out the Howard Ashton, and also uh, lead into the uh, the big race on Thursday night. The Shane McQueen.
1: The Week in Review. <laughs>
0: Our week in review brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. Proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA greyhounds in the GAP prison programs. And, of course, they're based right here. Uh, in south australia you can visit their website freshpetfoodco.com.au for more information uh well Lockie, um i guess we start at the top mate the reviewer the the big one the group yeah. three howard ashton uh look the market built it as a one-act affair with victor damien uh heavily backed late was dollar mm-hmm. 45 got all the way into a dollar 18 i think it was at one point um and he was able to really put them away what, what did you make of the win
1: yeah, it was a big win. Um, obviously, once Victor Tara went to the front from box seven and Victor Damien lopped behind and avoided a little bit of that squeezy trouble on the first turn, it was going to be game, set, match from that point onwards. That second half acceleration of his race is just so exciting yeah. when he manages to really pull away off the back and on the home turn. He's just got such a strong run home. Um, yeah, he's a, he's an absolute marvel. And uh, it was really good to see him back here in South Australia um. Obviously, Tony trying and Tony and Lisa trying to um, just him uh, back to an age restricted race after racing a lot in Victoria, interstate, New South Wales, obviously, and WA against some pretty tough competition as well. So, uh, just him back in South Australia. Big confidence boost for him. And then when he heads to Queensland, you know, well, this week, it's going to really um, serve him well heading back into interstate races.
0: Yeah, uh, look, your point's well made. And I think Tony and Lisa have done a, a fabulous job with the just the planning and the yeah. thought process behind the best way to handle him because he's going to have a big calendar. Yeah. You know, so th- this was a patch where uh, there was some nice money on, on offer at home. Uh, yeah. It was against, as you said, the, the age restricted sort of setup. And and they could have him here. Didn't yeah. have to do any travel. Didn't have to, uh, you know, tucker him out with unnecessary stuff. Yeah. Um, and he was able to get a big race under his belt again. So yeah. I, th- I think it's all played out beautifully. Uh, he's now obviously headed up to Queensland for the, the Flying Amy. We'll touch on those in a minute, along with the a few of the uh, the kennel mates. What what about uh, the rest of the race, the Howard Aston? Obviously, a, a one act affair. What did you make of those in behind? Yeah, well,
1: Livet ran another good race, I thought. Um, he's been really consistent for the Rasmussen team and around the mark. And um, obviously, with that litter, that Victor litter, um, a lot of those dogs are going to win a lot of races yeah. here in South Australia going forward. Um, obviously, a few of them hanging up to Queensland as well on Thursday. So the Rasmussen team taking a big team up. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But yeah. um, I thought... You know, any greyhound in that race, you'd be happy to have in your kennel at moment. Yeah, so, quite an
0: extraordinary uh, uh, situation, wasn't it, with yeah. that litter, you know, six of the finalists, Tony and Lisa with seven. Uh, Curon Cam was the other one in, in the race. Obviously, yep. I thought it ran okay. Drew didn't where it didn't want to be and yep. able to work to the rail and able to work its way into a placing. But... Uh, uh, just not up to the the level of course of Victor Damien not that many are of course yeah. at the moment you speak about uh Thursday night in Queensland so um Tony's taking a group up for the uh Flying Amy now um he's undecided I think at this stage as to what he's going to do with Victor Damien in particular heading toward the Brisbane Cup they've got the heats there uh, later in June with the final early July but that's certainly on the cards they're just going to sort of weigh it up and see, but he's come up with Box 1 in his particular heat of the uh, the Flying Amy Race 3 on Thursday night. He's a dollar forty in early markets. Well,
1: it's about time he had some luck with one of these interstate draws. Box 1 along the inside, that should suit him. Obviously, the only concern with Victor Damien is his jumping. Uh, we saw it in the Australia Cup where he just didn't jump with him and it cost him, and it was still a massive run. But sometimes when you jump like he does, especially against these higher class of greyhounds, then It's going to make it hard to avoid trouble at times, so um, that's the only key with him. If he can learn how to jump properly with him, then he's made, but um, obviously when you're racing up against a higher caliber of greyhounds, it's going to be a little bit tricky to miss the start and jump like he does, but at the same time, I'm sure um, Lisa and Tony are working on that very hard with him, so um, he's, he's one of those greyhounds that will probably work it out in the long term, but... Um, it's going to be very intriguing to see how he goes when they draw a box one on uh, Thursday night. That's a big help, um, of course. But also, it's his first look at Albion Park, so um, in race conditions, that is. So we'll see how he goes.
0: Yeah, look, I think Tony touched on the, the beginning factor uh, post-race after yeah. the Howard Ashton. He said they'd tried a few different things during the week, and yep. it seemed to have worked. He, yep. he related it back to that sort of how he jumps in the trials, which is yeah. better than he had been under race conditions. But that's as well as we've seen him begin the other night. I reckon in yeah. the Howard Ashton, he was sort of at least out with them. And I, I feel Lisa and Tony think they might have just found something mm. uh, that can rectify that that early situation. We'll get a good look at that anyway on on thursday night he did trial box to box on monday night i didn't get the times for that but he has been up there and done that uh look the other one's heading up a victor marley who's drawn seven yeah. uh in race two so at big odds there livet has drawn box seven big odds as well who was runner-up of course behind victor damien it's drawn seven yeah and victor alby in the two is in the market around seven dollars fifty um in, in the early tab fix market
1: yeah we had a big month last month he yeah. seemed to drop off a little bit, hanging into the semis and of course the uh, final over Howard Ashton, just not racing up to his full potential I reckon, but he's got heaps of ability um, I was speaking to Tony about this grey young last month and Tony has a really high opinion of him, he has since day one, um, and he's developing really well after that time he spent in Victoria, so um, hopefully another trip into state will do him good and he can return to some of that old form we saw about a month or so ago now, and box two um, should uh really suit him in that uh, seventh heat, um, because he's a sort of greyhound. He can he can cop a bit of heat. He can muster up. He begins well but he can also cop a little bit of heat into that first turn and still rung on. So um, it'll be very intriguing to see how he goes and uh Obviously, he's not coming up against Victor Damien either, which will make it a little bit easier for him, but some good competition at Albion Park as well.
0: Yeah, there'll be all eyes on the screens, no doubt, on, uh, on Thursday night to check out all that action. Um, what about the review, uh, the Shane McQueen heats? So we had four heats last Thursday night at Angle Park. Uh, let's get into what played out there and how all these runners made their way through to the final. First heat was uh, race four back on Thursday night and the short price favourite, Ravers Army Home.
1: Yeah, good win. Good win by Raver's Army. And uh, Tim Aloisi just has a knack at the moment uh, for finding those dogs that can run over a 595 well. He's um, got some really good dogs over from Enga State. Uh, Ravens Army has really come into his own since racing here in South Australia. He was a little bit touch and go at first when he first came over here, but has really started to develop nicely. I'm and... a
0: bit worried about his starts at the moment. Yeah. Like his last couple of starts, he's been. He hasn't been beginning out of boxes and he's found his way, you know, with greyhounds in front of him. Yeah. Now he's been in fields that he's been able to find his way to the rail and finish well, but in a full field on on Thursday night – Gee, I, I just wonder if he can get back to that really nice beginning, which we know he certainly has in him, and I'm sure I'm sure Tim would prefer to sort of see that happening at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very intriguing. Um, of course, when he first came to South Australia, when he was racing away from the inside draw, he did struggle a little bit, yeah. and credit to Tim, he's been able to work that out of him, and obviously, he's a lot more versatile now, and he can be drawn really anywhere and still run a good race, but... You know, the thing with these 595 races, a lot of the time, if you have a 595 dog, they're racing in a field of 5 or 6, so um, a lot of these greyhounds racing in a full field um, would be a little bit different for them. So, um, Raver's Army being one of them, um, hopefully he can navigate that, but Box 6 does make it very tricky, and that draw um, on uh, Thursday night really does change the complexion of that race.
0: Uh this group got through, able to work through, find the lead, but was run over the top of, but able to hang on into a uh, second spot and gain a spot in the field. Uh, one of the more hotly contested heats was uh, race five. We had McKismo, Miss Misgaliwag, Razzle, Darrell, sort of all going to the line together. And uh, that trio, um, well, McKismo and Miss Misgaliwag, making their, their way through to the final. What did you make of this?
1: McKismo likes it out wide, and I think Box 8 will suit him in the final, obviously. Um his PB is probably a little bit of a concern, he's a little bit slower than the other Greyhounds in this race, but at the same time, he does not mind a wide draw, and uh, Vagan Ross has done a really good job with his do- uh, Greyhound over the last couple of months, um, and he's really turning into a nice middle distance Greyhound with Kismos. so I-, I was quite impressed with his run, but obviously, it was that sort of scrambly race, and for him to feature in the final on Thursday night, he's going to probably need that scrambly affair up front to run over the top, but... Box 8 shouldn't be a massive concern for him.
0: He's nice and strong late. Like that last 20 or 30 metres was really powerful. He got over the top of them. Miss Gallywag had room early to move and was able to get through. Headed and was sort of coming again on on the line. So um, you just wonder if if that pair will figure in the finish, though, uh, on Thursday night. We had the third heat of the Shane McQueen. uh, Springvale Max able to get to where he likes to be, (laughs) straight down to the rail and uh, defeat Hoogley.
1: Yeah, well, once he got down to the rail, um, I I think there was a lot of noise up in the restaurant, especially from that Gavin Harris table. Um, They were excited. So he's been a really good greyhound for Gavin. Um, Like You look at his strike rate and what he's been able to do. He's just so honest, isn't he?
0: If he can get to the rail, he just doesn't run poorly. No, he
1: doesn't. And uh, Gavin's done a really good job with his greyhound. And look, um, box four, um, obviously away from the rail on Thursday night with his draw. But at the same time, um, if he can carve over and just find that position, then he's going to be running home real strong. And he's a, a really nice, consistent dog uh, as well. And he's only been racing over to 5.95 quite lightly, but um, he looked well suited to that on Thursday night.
0: Uh, Hoogley's going well for Rob Harness. Uh, yeah. He's really got the Greyhound ticking over nicely. He's run some good sprint races. And uh, look, I, I thought was solid enough uh, in, in his particular uh, heat running second. We come to the fourth and final heat of the Shane McQueen and... Uh, this is the quickest qualifier. Could be king. Went home in 34.42. Um, has come up with the same draw which we'll get to in the final and beat home dash of blue
1: yeah well he's an exciting greyhound could be king of course um, he kicked it all off when he won the Gola Golden Megan Series final a few months back he looked really promising then with his second half acceleration um, sometimes he can get caught a little bit back in a ruck and uh, that can cause a few problems for him but at the same time um, he really does finish off his race as well and I think the Rawlings kennel have every means to be excited about what he can do going forward obviously not if If not this feature race he will be winning a feature race down the line uh box seven in the final on thursday night obviously a little bit of a concern against the full field but if he can get some clear air i think he's going to be very dangerous just because of the way he's racing and he's a really exciting young greyhound
0: i thought dash blue closed off pretty well yes behind him like it was a really nice last 30 meters of the race to get to within that three quarters of a length margin i thought with very very nice effort
1: yeah well richard pierce obviously has a very high opinion of that greyhound and uh Racing really well at the moment. A box one on Thursday night a the final uh, could make things very intriguing for Dasher Blue, and it does finish off its races really well.
0: Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, big night Thursday night, the final of the uh, Shane McQueen. And up next, uh, we're going to preview the full race.
1: The Preview. <laughs>
0: Preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. uh, Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board as always. Gamble responsibly. Well, here it is, Lockie. The uh, Shane McQueen Trophy. The rug. Sensational sort of grey and... Would you call that apricot?
1: Yeah. Very uh, hard uh, colours here, uh, Gay John. (laughs) Uh, Sort of
0: a a peach. uh, A very, very nice rug. Um, And and look, what a race it's going to be on Thursday night. Uh, This is over the 595 metres... Uh, Shane McQueen, named after uh, former CEO here at Greyhound Racing SA. Um, and uh, the tavern itself, of course, yeah. is uh, McQueen's tavern named after Shane, who was so instrumental um, in, in, at a key stage of Greyhound Racing, actually. Uh, he was really um, the man who spearheaded the ability for Greyhounds to to get a market share of, yeah. of the revenue from the, the TAB dollar. So... Um, I really think he's he's left uh, such a legacy in Greyhound yeah. Racing. And for us to be able to to earn the money that we sort of do now on a, on a scale of um, performance, so to speak, uh, really is, is attributed right back to, to Shane McQueen. So yeah. um, look, it's a, a prestigious race, no doubt about it. Uh, the race itself is worth 10000 to the winner, nearly $15,000 overall. I don't have an early market for you, but I'll just run through the box, draw Lockie. Uh, Dasher Blue has drawn one. Hoogley in two, Miss Scallywag in three, Springvale Max box four, uh, Flip the Script in five, Ravers Army in six, could be King box seven, and McKismo is in box eight. Uh, I, I've been through this race so many times and come up with so many different scenarios. I'm a bit yeah. confused, to be honest. Um, so I'd rather hear from you to start off. Maybe you give me a bit of clarity. What, what have you made of all this?
1: Well... You've got guys have had play pretty easy the last couple of weeks with Victor Damien racing here in South yeah. Australia. Pretty easy tipping, but this race, um, this is the definition of even here. There is a lot of different scenarios that could possibly happen. Um, like you look at the inside, Dash of Blue, knowing awful amount of speed. Um, Springvale Max begins well, Miss Galloway begins well. Um is okay away. Um I've gone could be king on top. Um I think he can just lob into a nice, handy position midfield. If he avoids danger early, um, then he should be able to just lob into a nice, handy posse um, and should be too strong late. But in saying that, he hasn't met a field of this caliber yet over the 595. So I've put him on top based off pure ability and um, the future he has coming ahead of him. And he does have a very strong PB as well of 34.37. But at the same time, he's yet to meet a field of his calibre. So
0: Look, he's, he's drawn probably where he wants to be, hasn't he, yeah. in, a, in a way. Like we saw the other night from the seven, he loved that clear room and then he really let go. Like yeah. he had some gears, he shifted through and going through the pen into the back and, and took over. Uh, that last bit, he was being closed off late by a dash of blue. Um, I mean, the, I think the key to the race is, like, does Raver's army step? Yeah. You know, if, if he's out and begins then uh, he's easily the quickest greyhound uh, on exposed form in yes. this race. Like, he's got three or four lengths on them if he runs to his best. Yeah, exactly. Could be King is not, we haven't seen its best best yet, so yep. it may still have another level that we haven't seen. And then you come back to, so, okay, they're not running in lanes, right? No. So th- the situation we've got here is you've got to try and balance what times these dogs can run with... What sort of luck they're going to have or not have in the yeah. race, and that's where this race to me is a bit tricky. Um, if if Ravers Army begins, I, I think there's two scenarios. If he begins, it's done. Mm-hmm. I think he wins, makes it seven in a row, and runs pretty good time because how are they going to get past him? Yeah, like he's super strong. Um, the other scenario is he doesn't begin, yeah. and to me, that's where everything the opens up. Pigeons happens. Um, so for me, I'm actually going to tip-dash of Blue. Yep. Now, look, you, you could think that on his heat run that he likes a wide draw. But he's had two box one wins from yep. two box one starts. And if you go back to his run over this track and trip four ago, he drew box one. Now, he does want to shift off a fraction going yeah. to the first bend. But I think he might nearly have that space to be able to do it. But he closed off far better than than could-be-king in that yep. race, and he may even be in a far better position. Rather than giving could-be-king three or four lengths this time, he might actually be right with him, like yeah. going through that first... And I thought at the odds, I mean, he's going to be... Is he going to be close to double-figure odds, Dash of Blue? I don't know. You'd reckon, he, yeah. he might be, and I, he's certainly going to be the rougher of Raver's Army, could-be-king and, and himself. So I've got him on top as a, a bit of an each-way play. I've tossed Raver's army in because yep. I've got so much respect for this greyhound and what it's capable of doing. And the, the only concern for me is the start. I yeah. mean, if he flops out again, um, there's talent in here that you can't be giving big starts to despite how strong you are. So I've got him in for second. Could be king. He could be anything. And he's a real favourite of mine. Like, I do like him. So it's hard not to have him even in the top couple in this race, but I can see him sweeping around them. But I can just see a couple of the others being in front of him and has he got that power at the end to get over the top I'm not sure on what we saw Thursday night and and maybe Hoogley is the other one but um, who do you think is the main danger to could be king then
1: I think it's Raver's army based off what you said Mm. I think um If he jumps, then it's game, set, match. But at the same time, I am really am concerned about him in a full field. Um, And obviously, from that draw, a box six. So, I put Raver's Army in for second. Uh, My third pick before Springvale, Max. I think if he can get down to the rail, he's going to be dangerous. And I threw in McKismo for fourth from that wide draw. But I've gone 7-6-4-8. But again, a very, very tricky race. Um, I think could be King. I think he's the one to beat for mine. Yeah. Um, if he can lob midfield, I think he's an exciting young and up-and-coming greyhound. Um, but as I said, the main danger, I reckon, is Raver's army. And I completely do get your point about Dash of Blue as well. Um, off that inside draw, uh, going back, looking through his form, um, he, he does have the ability to run a... Pretty big race here, um, but you look at this whole entire field and dogs like Hoogley are racing well for Rob Parkers. He could easily come out and run a blinder as well. So it's a very, very intriguing race, plenty of chances, yep. um, but for me, it could be king on top, number seven. Through right. the terrific.
0: That's the uh, Shane McQueen final on Thursday night at uh, Angle Park. Um, speaking of Thursdays, uh, what's the best bet, Lockie? Who do you really like out there on Thursday night? I went
1: in the other 595 race a bit earlier on in the night, Brenton. A race six number one fantastic Dixie. I think she makes an easier field here compared to recent runs where she's come up against a lot trickier competition. Um, box 1 suits her down to a t. Her Box 1 record is very good. Six goes from Box 1 for three wins at three placings. I think she just gets her draw. She meets the field she wants to meet. Um, I think she'll be okay in the market as well considering there are dogs like Spring Agatha, See My Future, Razzle Daryl and even Miss Free Rain that's been racing well lately for John Gale. But you look at her P B here, thirty-four oh nine, really rakes well compared to the other Greyhounds in this field. I really like her from the inside draw. So race six number one, fantastic Dixie on Thursday night at Angle Park, my best bet.
0: Yeah, mate, I'm with you. She's yeah. one of mine. I'm gonna put in and look, super I thought, behind Springvale Max, oh, like yeah. in the heat of the McQueen. cop that early traffic. Uh, tried to weave through. Then coming off the back, they sort of jammed again and it yeah. lost its momentum again and then still able to keep coming. I thought it was a super run. It had yeah. win next start written all over it for me. Um, the, look, Miss Free Rain in that race, I think, was a good run too in the heats to the McQueen yeah. behind McKismo. Its last 20 metres, I thought, closed off nice, but I was happy to be with Fantastic Dixie. And the other one I thought, uh, look, probably be short, um, is Kurong Cam. Yeah. So the place getter through the Howard Ashton he comes up with a draw that can suit him. So yeah. he's, he's got three. He probably gets down hard to the inside. There is a little bit of pace underneath, but he was the other one that I was uh, pretty keen on uh, on yeah. Thursday night, race four. Number three could make that a bit of an all-up. I'll tell you what, Lockie, as well, that first race uh, at Angle Park mm. on uh, Thursday night. So we've got the Bay Road Queen coming up soon as well over the journey, the 730 uh, meters. Um, this is a really intriguing distance race too to get us started Thursday. Have you had a look at that at all?
1: Yes, uh, obviously Bedrock Will drawing the inside. Clint Trengo doing a massive job with his greyhound at the moment. And you've got Zipping Neutron for Tim Aloisi um, coming over here from Interstate. Uh, had its first start in South Australia last week. when running second behind Bedrock Will. And then you've got the likes of uh, Fantastic Luna, who's stepping up to the 7.30 for the first time. And, of course, Springvale Bray as well. He's been racing okay for Michael Juniotis, but will probably struggle from Box 8. But it's going to be a very intriguing race. I think it's between Bedrock Wheel and Zipping Neutron. I think Zipping Neutron can improve off that run last start. So I think he's going to be really dangerous in the first race uh, based off his Victorian form and what we've seen from him interstate. Uh, Box 3, a little bit closer to the inside, and I think um, he may be able to reverse that result on Bedrock Will on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, oh, look, I, I agree totally. Uh, I've got him on top, Zipping Neutron, in that yeah. particular race. What will be interesting is is how the market sets up. So Bedrock Will was two forty dollars one95 Zipping Neutron last start, if it's sort of similar, or whether yeah. Bedrock Will does tighten in a bit off that win, even though the, the margin was so scarce. But yeah. I, look, I agree. I think Zipping Neutron... And-
1: Looks the one and what we found here at Angle Park, uh, especially with interstate dogs coming over, they do usually need a look at this track. Um, we find that a lot of the time, even with Victorian dogs coming up, coming over here just to race a one off you know, one-off situation, they do really need that look before they can show their true potential here. So, I think that'll be the case for zipping neutron.
0: Hmm. Well, Lockie, uh, that's us done, mate. Yep. Uh, another terrific addition of the dog cast, they'll be running for this. Uh, and $10,000 on Thursday night. Uh, mate, thanks for your time. Looking forward to it. GWS rug here. I think that's what i are going <laughs> after. So, no, I love
1: it. But no, it should be a great night. Thursday night. Big 12 event program, which is great to see. Because Shane McQueen, headline, and, of course, plenty of feature racing coming up, as you mentioned, in the next couple of weeks as well. We've got Bay Road Queen Stayers Cup. heats also coming up in the early stages of June. But... Good luck on Thursday night, Yates, here with the call. And uh, obviously, good luck to the Rasmussen team as well in Queensland with uh, their big team, including Victor Damien, going up to Albion Park. Yeah, terrific stuff. Uh, I hope
0: you enjoyed the dog cast, and we'll see you at the track.